that music means. It's the walk-up music. For our friend Sophia Minner from the Milwaukee Brewers in Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Before we get to unwanted advances from mascots, and Jesse, speaking of mascots, I think Dunzo is probably our mascot, for better or for worse. And we'll talk about your premature Dunzoing of the Packers. First of all, Sophia, good morning. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? Good. I, I, I need your help with something because I think you and I, you know, we joke that we're long-lost brother-sister, but I think you and I are both generally very positive people. Like, I always tell guys when they're asking about, well, how do you cover the Packers? I am more likely to tell the story of the undrafted free agent that moves up the depth chart and earns a starting job than telling the story at the same time of the guy who struggled so badly that he lost the starting job and got benched, right? Because to me, I've just the positive angle is my preset default position. But I was bothered by the coverage I saw of the U.S. women's national team's loss uh, and exit from the World Cup because, again... I have a very competitive, hyper-competitive young female athlete who she doesn't want to be treated like, oh, well, it's okay, at least you tried your best, which Lord knows with me as her dad, she gets plenty of. But, like, <laughs> I, I, when you watch this as a former female athlete yourself and as a woman in the media, were you a little surprised at the way a disappointing exit has been kind of covered globally of the U.S. women's national team or no? Um, I think this is, like, they have sort of become victims of their own success. Like, I think people expect them to win. And so anything short of winning the World Cup is a disappointment. I know historically this is their earliest exit they've had at the World Cup. Um, And, you know, they've had to overcome a lot and injuries and whatnot. So I think... um, I think probably they would tell you, like, no one's more disappointed than what they are. Um, you know, and, and to lose the penalty kicks and all that is just so brutal and, and the replay. Um, but, yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm, like, all about high standards and I'm all about high expectations and wanting to win. And I think that's okay. Like, that's okay if you're frustrated or upset or angry about the results because uh, a ton of work you know these people invest their lives in that. Um, I, it, it also makes me think of um, the the past Olympics Michaela Schifrin the skier who is you know the best in her sport and she did not perform well at the Olympics um, she struggled to medal in advance in, in, in events that she people expected her to win the golden she's got world records and all this and she gave some, like, really interesting thoughts and quotes about, like, failure and how she frames that. Um, so it kind of reminded me of that, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's, it is interesting kind of how we measure people's success. All right, I, I'll be honest. The coverage of uh, the Philly Fanatic and Blooper and their interest in you also makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but I, So I'll let Tausch discuss yeah, I, I, what's you know going what? on so- there. You and Philly Fanatic, how long have you been doing your job, Sophia? It's been a while, right? You've been how many years? Yeah, yeah, this is my 11th season. 11th season. I feel like the Fanatic has kind of been 
uh, giving overtures to you for a long time, and now it feels like the blooper when you were, I think you were down in Atlanta, the blooper seemed to be kind of approaching you. What is it? Why are mascots drawn to you, I guess is my question. <laughs> I, I mean, look, like, I think they're just having fun. I think it's just all part of the bit. And unfortunately, you know, we are shooting our pregame show and our open, like, right before first pitch when, you know, the mascots are also on the field doing their thing. So, um, you know, sometimes we, I feel like, just become part of their entertainment. Uh, like, we as reporters, I don't think it's just me. Uh, the Philly fanatic in particular is, I think, one of the best mascots in sports. Um, he's just, he's great. He's entertaining. He does creative things. Um, he's sort of iconic in the mascot world. Um, but yeah, it's like, I, it, it's all harmless. So as long as, you know, nobody gets hurt um, or nobody's offended, then I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, so you're you're not offended by the unwanted advances from, because I, I would like to point out that inside the costume there are people. <laughs> yeah, no, there are people. There are people. I will I will say the one thing that with the fanatic, um, that did make me a little nervous was you know he was trying to like physically take my notebook from me, and. You know, you know, we've got all kinds of stuff written in there. Nothing terrible, but, like, I do legitimately need my notebook to do my job. Um, you know, I've got, like, our format and graphics and, I like, information written down in there. I jot, you know, my own thoughts down there. So that was the only thing that I was, like, you know, sometimes there's a time and place for having fun and, um, you know, what maybe is taking it too far. So that was the only thing that made me a little nervous was like what if he actually takes this from me so i thought the fanatic was in a little better shape uh, jesse just pulled up some of this video i knew blooper is known he's a bigger heavier set mascot <laughs> i thought the fanatic was in better shape the fanatic's pretty thick too the fanatic's kind of thick yeah i mean a lot of cheap things you know <laughs> that's true um all right I'm, i'd like to move on by the way don't don't the don't the Braves have a race, too, where they have, like, the Flash or some fast runner Blooper guy? seems like a fun mascot. He seems like he's always out there having a good time. There, look at Blooper. Look at him. Uh, yeah, he looks great. All right. Uh, by the way, when you Google Sophia Minert uh, and Blooper, yeah. you end up with a video. Oh, I guess it's a blooper. bloopers. No, it's a video <laughs> of you getting hit by a foul ball. Well, that's not a blooper. Yeah. A decade ago, it would appear. Unfortunately, Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of content if you Google uh, (laughs) and my name. Probably Uh, more content than I would like. Well, well, how's this for a blooper? The Brewers lose. They get swept in a three-game series by the lowly Oakland Athletics. And someone on this panel, I won't tell you who they are, but their name rhymes with Jesse Nelson. Uh, brings out the clown that we like to call Dunzo to announce that the Brewers' season is over. Uh, And we believe that ever since then, despite his father George having been an usher at Miller Park, despite his claims that he's a lifelong Brewers fan, that he is now rooting against the Brewers to not win the NL Central so he can prove himself to have been right with his call of Dunzo. 
How much does this bother you personally that someone like Jesse would do this? <laughs> and secondly, what does it tell you about this team that it rebounded from that? And even a difficult road trip where things did not go well, and even a loss yesterday, and they're still in first place. Yeah. Um, well, Jesse, I think that I might have to rethink my visits and, like, accommodating, you know, the, the vacation schedule for you guys. Oh, yeah. well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, no. Just so you know. I may, I, may, I may have to start rethinking that. <laughs> yes. He's, oh, he's, oh. he's working He's working from home, Sophia, every Wednesday because they have a puppy now. So perhaps you should start appearing on Wednesdays so you don't have to interact with him. <laughs> Okay. It's fair. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, see, now this is all coming together. Um, no, I think, I think uh, you know, Jesse's thoughts aside, uh, this team is not done, though. Um, look, there's still, I think we're just now inside 50 games left of the season. I think we got to that mark over the weekend. Um, and this is when things get really fun, you know. I think, you know, the Cubs have just come out of the all-star break really hot they're now a game and a half back the reds are right there the brewers are still in first um you can you know that we say this all the time it's like you just cannot ride the roller coaster of the baseball season because it will it will torture you you know i mean this team has had six game losing streaks they've had six game winning streaks um there are series on paper that you feel like you know, the A's series or the Rockies series or even just this past weekend against the Pirates, you know, they um, end up splitting with them. Um, you know, on paper, it's really easy for fans to say, oh, well, these are series they must win or should win. And baseball just doesn't work like that. Um, there are so many things that happen in the course of a game and a series, and it, it really depends on when you're playing these teams and what's going on with your own team. Um, I think... If you're looking at kind of what is left, um, they've got six games left against the Cubs. They've got, I think, three more games left against the Pirates. They're done with the Cincinnati Reds. They've got the season series tiebreaker over Cincinnati. Uh, That could be really important here down the stretch if the Reds stay in it. Um, And they've played really well within their division. Um, They've got the best record within the division, I believe, still across the league. So... They're kind, of, they're kind of handling their business as you would want them to. And I think also you're getting back to full strength in the pitching side with you got Wade Miley back on the road trip. You've got Brandon Woodruff back, who was great in his return yesterday, just what that does for the team to get him back. So um, I think they made good moves at the trade deadline of, like, areas where they needed some depth. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about why the team can still hopefully win the division. Um, and if not, you know, secure one of the wild card spots. All right, Sophia, before we let you go, uh, you mentioned the moves at the trade deadline, uh, the Carlos Santana edition, a few others. What did you like best that this team did? Because I think there were those of us that thought back to a year ago and the trade that sent Josh Hader to San Diego and how that impacted this team and where it was at the time of the trade and the way the season played out thereafter. Uh, how encouraging was it to you that this season, the trade deadline, went the opposite direction? Yeah, I 
Yeah, I think it was what everybody needed, you know, and, and I give credit to general manager Matt Arnold and his group in the front office of, like, I think they really they took accountability for what happened last year. I think they understood the impact. I think they looked at this team, um, the season that they've had so far, you know, kind of where they could add it. And they told us all along leading up to the trade deadline, like, we believe this team has performed well enough that, like, we want to add to this team, and, and they deserve that. Like, they've earned that with kind of everything they've had to overcome and, and again, just staying at the top of the division. So I think they looked at, like, what the needs of the team were, and you, you go out and you get Carlos Santana, who brings a ton of experience, and he's at first base. He can DH for you. They've been without Rowdy Telez. Rowdy's going to go out on a rehab assignment this week. Um, you add Martana, who's another really versatile piece. He can play the corner outfield. He can play first. He can DH. He also comes with a ton of experience. And then the lefty, Andrew Chafin, in the bullpen, it's like you just, you know, you can never have enough pitching. And, again, a veteran, um, a lefty to complement Hobie Milner. So I think they just they added pieces that are, are valuable and I think give them depth and I think it helps lengthen the lineup. Um, you know, we've talked about the inconsistencies of the offense. A big part of that is, like, they've had to run out a ton of rookies and inexperienced players who just don't have the volume of at-bats that, you know, Christian Yelich and William Contreras and Willie Adonis have. So um, that experience has been very top-heavy for really the majority of the season. So I I give them credit. I think uh, the players were excited about the additions because, again, it's like, okay, we feel like these guys can help us and ultimately make us a better team here down the stretch. All right, I know we need to let you go, so I won't bother you with my Sal Fralick fandom and how much I enjoyed that night that he <laughs> made his ML debut and had the two catches and had the game-winning drive, dro- drove in the game-winning run and went three for three. I know he's br- come back to earth a little bit, but he's had some great moments, and it's really been fun for me to watch him. That's been really cool. Uh, Sophia, we'll uh, work on getting you rescheduled for the next Wednesday that you're up in the rotation when Jesse's off so that can work out. Um, meanwhile, good luck with your uh, furry friends that seem to be smitten with you. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a great day. It that is the like terif- Jesse was he's got Dunzo up on the screen. Uh, did, were you going to bring Dunzo out, or nope, is this just a visual? No, nope, no, Dunzo's uh, he's he's sitting back today. They, mm-hmm. they split the series with the Pirates. That's a great job by the Brewers this weekend. <laughs> Great job. Good effort. Uh, All right. Speaking of great efforts, you, Tausch, beautifully. I mean, it was really impressive, actually, the way you wove in Kohler services Mm -hmm. earlier with the bathroom accommodations in Canton. Mm Mm-hmm. But you didn't really get to your full no, spiel about I, you, cold you services. You need to treat yourself to a new shower this summer as well. Not only the NFL out in uh, Canton need to get new showers so that the games keep going, you do as well. Kohler Services, a local end-to-end bath and shower design and remodel service brought to you by Kohler, a family-owned business in Wisconsin for 150 years. You think quality, you think luxury brand. In Wisconsin, Kohler is at the top of that list. Kohler is the only manufacturer offering fast professional installation and care for life. Start enjoying your bath or shower right now with a special offer. Visit kswisconsin.com to request your free quote. Tell them that I sent you. Again, that's kswisconsin.com. 
Whoa, Nelly is next. It's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you.